Hi everybody, you're listening to Survival Guide. We're gonna figure it out. You just blew through the fucking thing. That's too loud. What's up, dude? Patrick Murphy. It's good to see you. It really it's the is. guy. It's, it's yes. the, what is it? The, the, the Italian The Stanley, king of kings. The Italian Stanley and the Irish, uh, Fireish. I don't like it. Okay. We'll but I did want to ask you, if I gave you a million dollars right now, and, um, well, let's talk about it, like other things you need, but how long do you think you could evade the police? If, like, if, I, <laughs> call, <laughs> if I called in, well, no, 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 go on. If I called in like a tip that you were... Like a uh, a criminal, you know what I mean? Like you did, like maybe you're a hacker. Like I think you could be a good TV show hacker. Uh, like you'd fulfill that role on like a Criminal Minds. Like you could be the quirky hacker. I call the FBI. I say that you're a notorious hacker. You did some sort of hackathon, and I give you a million dollars, and the FBI is coming after you. What else do you need, and how long do you think you could be on the run? What else do I need? And I think the number one thing, if you're on the run, you need connections. And I also think that's my biggest weakness. Okay, I also was just thinking, like, <laughs> if I needed a fake ID, I'd have no idea where to get one right no, now. No, I couldn't go Jason Bourne. I couldn't, like, get a fake ID, get it, like, go off the grid. No. Just because I have nowhere to go off the grid to. I know. Right. And, well, um, did you have a fake ID? No. Well, I, okay, I had this ID that Looked I, like you? No, it didn't even look it really? like me, but it never failed. It was I uh, yeah. my freshman year. I got very drunk to okay. where I blacked out. Are you familiar with the concept? I've heard of it. Where uh, <laughs> you get, I got very drunk and I, you d- yeah. I I was at I was leaving a fraternity house. Okay, uh, and you stole one of the big framed pictures and cut out a person's <laughs> face and glued it onto some random ID. Hey. That could have happened. That is insane. Because all I remember is leaving the fraternity house and waking up the next morning in my bed. Yeah. I don't. I do not know what happened between the house and my and my dorm room. But you did you end up waking up with a fake ID? In your I woke pocket? up. I woke up like went oh, and like looked around wide eyed. I was like oh, I don't know how I got right, here, but right. I'm, I'm glad I'm here. It's like you've you've woken up there. Um, well, freshman year, I guess, like, maybe a hundred times, yeah. right? But you still wake up, and you're like, where the fuck am I? Well, I woke up, and I was like, how? Well, it was, where the fuck am I? Okay, I'm in my dorm room. Yeah. How did I get here? Yeah. Like, and I wasn't, like, angry that it happened. I was like, thank God I'm here and not somewhere else. Yeah. And I, and I was like, oh, man, so I, I'm, I'm still wearing the same clothes. Uh, I took off my socks and shoes, because that's what I always do okay. when I'm drunk. I took off my socks and shoes, but I'm still wearing the exact same clothes. And I check my... Dude, I, were you wearing shorts? Yeah. I think sleeping in uh, in day clothes is the most uncomfortable thing in the world. Oh, Even yeah. Even when I'm 
inebriated, I'd never do it. Especially pants. If you're sleeping in, like, jeans I, or, like, dude, khakis. I saw something on Reddit that someone's, like, arguing about how they love sleeping in jeans. No. Like, oh, jeans? God, that sounds awful. That they sounds... don't even make blankets out of jean material. No, that's because, no, jeans aren't, like, like when people say a comfy pair of jeans. A comfy pair of jeans are jeans that you can move that around. That feel nothing easy. like denim. Yeah. They feel, they feel like, soft and maybe yeah. fit you well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I, I like I I felt in my pocket and I pulled out an ID okay. for a man named Brennan Patrick McConnell. Oh, <laughs> okay, part of the part of the team. <laughs> part of the he's an I the, the Irish Irish <laughs> yes. as some might say. Only the worst people. Yeah, <laughs> Brennan Patrick McConnell, and he looked like a fatter version of my friend Sam from high school. Okay, so did you send it to Sam? No, I used no. It. <laughs> I used it to buy alcohol. I used it to get. I used it until it I was worked? twenty-one. Oh, it worked! It never was turned down. Was Miami the type of town that was pretty loosey goosey with it? Uh some places were. Some places yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just had to know where you were going. Yeah, yeah. But even the liquor store, which was a little bit more like stern on the types of yeah. uh, IDs that accepted, gave him Brendan Patrick McConnell. Never was turned down. Went back to Denver. Went out to a bar with my friends. Gave him Brendan. I gave this one waitress. The, the ID and she's looking at it she's looking at me she's looking at it again and I'm, I'm sitting there I'm shaking I'm like 20 I'm like from oh. nervous yeah I'm like uh, uh, she knows it's fake she knows it's fake and she goes happy birthday no it <laughs> was the birthday of the random guy it was like two days after his that birthday that is awesome and I'm like oh she was trying to remember what day it was so she could wish me happy birthday that's electric it was like like what was it? it was like January 2nd and the guy's birthday was January 4th it was like oh my something God. along the lines of that this guy might be my cousin I'm a January you know what I mean I'm January 9th is he me that's he might be but uh I got my fake ID the old-fashioned way uh People shipped it over from China in a pack of playing cards. <laughs> Wait, was it just was the, all the playing cards like? Fake it was ideas? like no, 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 not even like. And I had to go pick mine out and then send it on to the next person. <laughs> you had to find it. That's yeah. what it is. I have to find it, take it out, put all the cards back, and then send it. It's like a do you okay? I know that it's not a flat stand or like the robot, the robot that traveled around the world and people just beat the shit out of it. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> what are you? Oh, are you talking about? <laughs> um, there's like a little wait. Let me uh, remind me about the robot traveler, okay? Okay. Which sounds like a if Bob Dylan came out with a song today. Robot traveler. Robot traveler. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you know how rock stars, like the Rolling Stones, they came out with an album like three years ago, but it's like no yeah. one's really listening to that album. Or it was like Black Star by David Bowie. Well, I thought I'm not. I only really like Hunky Dory, but uh, which I think is probably an ignorant thing to say. I know he has a lot of great music, but. Um, I thought Black Star was really well received. Yeah, it was just weird and heady and avant-garde. Well, he was about to die. <laughs> Let the man make what he wants. But um, yeah, they shifted over uh, from China, and I was Pennsylvania, and it, I used my real name, I think. But I, I looked up a random address, oh. and I would send them a Christmas card every year. <laughs> my address in, in Philly. Uh, oh, but the robot traveler. I do think that sounds like a, like a new age Bob Dylan yeah. song, oh, doesn't it? The robot oh, travelers. Oh yeah, it, it is. It's it's his folk song about dude. living, being a folk musician in the new age. Yes, dude. Yes. Um, but uh, the robot traveler was like, I think maybe like a corporation put it on or something, and it was a little robot guy that 
I think maybe started in Japan or started somewhere and they, it would go from place to place and people could like write notes on it. Like, Oh, I've been here. Like I've, Oh, I've been, I, I think it might've been in the UK because what ended up happening was like in Edinburgh, Scotland, people just like took bats to it and beat the living shit out of <laughs> the robot. Scottish, the Scottish, the Scottish have no patience new... for automation. They, they, wanted, they didn't want any part of that new no age way. razzle dazzle, the yeah. new age magic. Right. Um, I try to think of something that the Scottish like that I could say, we don't want robots, we only want this, but I don't even know what they like. I think it's just drinking and being angry. And bagpipes. Bagpipes. We don't want robots, we only want we bagpipes. Don't want bagpipes. <laughs> we don't want robots, we only want Louis Capaldi. Uh, is he a writer? He's a musician. Okay. Uh, we don't, we, <laughs> we don't want, uh... We only want marshes? We only want marshes with peats and scotch. Peach, peach, scotch. scotch, yes. Iron Brew. Iron Brew. Iron Brew. Which uh, is, is it a beer? So Iron Brew, as I understand, is like a Scottish, it's a popularly drank beverage in Scotland. I have no idea what it is. I've never heard of it. Let me look it up. I think it's worth a, a search. Iron Brew. It it sounds like fortified beer. It sounds like you're they, sucking on pennies. That they fortified with iron so, to make it more alcoholic. Oh, it's a Scottish carbonated uh, soft drink, often described as Scotland's other national drink. It is. Um, I don't. It doesn't even say that it's. Oh, it just competes with Coca Cola. It's not even alcoholic. Is it? But the the image looks like it's alcoholic. It does. For those not for those listening, it looks like like the Fighting Illini's eye. It has the oh same colors God. too. It has the, the yeah blue and orange. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little college football? Well, Something happened. Are you excited? Today. Are you excited about college football? Um, I'm a little bit devastated. I think. Oh uh, no! Texas and Oklahoma announced that they're going to leave the Big Twelve. Oh no! They go to the SEC. Well, that's their plan. And so the Big Twelve is going to blow up. You think? It's just it's what I it's how I remember watching football. I remember how sad I was when Colorado, Nebraska, Texas A and M, and Missouri left. Because I was like, this, these were like, I hated Nebraska one, but these were like the teams that I grew up watching and hating and like watching Iowa State play. And it's like you lose a little part of that history or that, um, that those matchups. But uh, now that Oklahoma and Texas are leaving, that's like, it's honestly kind of, it just changes the way I've always watched it. Like for 25 years, it was always like the Oklahoma game, the Texas game, these, these penultimate games. Uh, that I would say most of the time would lose, but it's they're blowing up the Big Twelve. So yeah. you think the Big Twelve is now a lame horse, and then I don't know what the NCAA gonna is going to take a shotgun to its head. No, I don't think the NCAA is going to do anything. I think the Big Twelve, I, I the, the NCAA is not even involved. I think the, the real powers that be are like the media, uh, <laughs> uh, the media, and um, <laughs> God, the real powers are the media, man. Well, I know that. Well, I said that. I was like, well, I don't mean like that. It's just like television deals is it's, what I mean. I don't mean like some messaging or brand like CNN, CNN, yeah, and CNN, the Washington Post, the, man. The real power information is the real power. No, but um, uh, the real powers that be like the media and everything are the ones who are like, and the big deal is the Supreme Court ruling that is now allowing uh, college students to be played or paid. And oh, really? Oh, that's the big deal right now. Because this is going to... I honestly God, think the NCAA won't exist in... I don't know. It won't exist like it does now in five years. So you think you think that these uh, these players are now going to... Are they allowed to get I think the SEC now? is trying to make a uh, super conference. 
and make it like the premier college football, like the NFL is the premier uh, like professional yeah. football. I think the SEC is trying to get ahead of the game. They include Oklahoma, Texas. It's like if it, they like if they got Michigan and Ohio State, it'd be over. You oh, know what I mean, of course. It just it, they're two teams away from like completely. What well, I'm kind of devastated about it, but changing the college football landscape. See, if they got Michigan and Ohio State, I think it would be we would be looking at something totally different than what we know. It's it's an interesting time for college football. It's it's an exciting time, I would say. <laughs> I I just I feel like I did need to talk about that a little bit. It was it, it was obviously on your mind. Uh, tip of my tongue. You love you love college football. I'm not that big of a college football guy. I think it's part of it's because you didn't go to a school. I think it's hard Whoa, to Oh, you make it sound like I didn't go <laughs> What do you mean I didn't go to a school? I went to college. I have a degree, <laughs> all right? I mean, yes, you are right. And that, I mean, I, that's kind of fucked up that I, I don't, I know you went to a great school. I can't believe you looked at me and thought this was a, this was an uneducated man. No, I thought it was like a day camp. Thing. I, I was in a, it was a day camp thing. My parents came and dropped me off and I played lacrosse. All day. <laughs> Did you ever do day camps? Like summer day camps? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that's actually how I got potty trained. What? You went to a potty training day camp, like, specifically? <laughs> no, 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 no. That mom... <laughs> is, that would have been insane. <laughs> if mom... you went to, like, a special, it's just, you, my, your mom drops you off at a rec center, and it's just the whole, like, gymnasium is lined with toilets. It's the, uh, what is God. The, the, those little, like, potties for kids, those training it's potties. It's just troughs. <laughs> it's troughs. Like in a Cubs game. Like at the Cubs game. Yeah, it's, it's sports yeah. troughs. Yeah. No, so growing up, if my mom wanted me to do like learn how to do anything, she'd bribe me to do it. Okay. So like for example, me riding my bike, my mom told me that she'd buy me a video game if I learned how to ride my bike. And the next day, I hopped on a bike and rode. <laughs> and it worked. It what worked. video game? Uh Pokémon uh Leaf Green. Okay, cool. But for so for specifically getting potty trained, my mom said uh I want to bring you to Wildflower Camp. If you want to go to Wildflower Camp, you have to be potty trained. Was it like a hippie thing? I have no idea. Like a hippie remember. camp? This is my mom. Oh, my dad would never send me to a hippie camp. Oh, okay, okay. He would have nothing to do with those communists. Really? My dad is a stern capitalist man. Um, I would like to see a capitalist uh, commune. <laughs> capitalist, a capitalist commune? Hit, like, people, you know what I mean? Like... Because at a certain point, you get a commune big enough, isn't it just become capitalist? Well, a capitalist commune's just a town. That's it? right. Then that's just a city. That's just like... Like, <laughs> like Chicago is kind of a... It's a commune. Like, Decorah, Iowa is a capitalist commune. That isn't it. That's weird. Like, you get it big enough, then there's an exchanging of goods for skills and services, and, like, it becomes eventually just... A town. That's all it is. It's just a town. It, it's a town the way we know it. <laughs> well, you know what? Then you know, that's kind of rad though. Making a town of like it's twelve people. It's like us twelve. That's it's like I'm, I'm the baker. That's the you know, <laughs> because that's the way a commune is set up, right? Where it's like everyone's kind of like this is I'm the one guy. I'm the one baker. There's not you would never go to a commune. It's like hey, us four are all bakers. It's like that seems superfluous. <laughs> we, we got too like, many we have bakers. eight people here. We have half of us are bakers. Do any of you know how to farm? Yeah, Do you have a blacksmith here. No blacksmith. 
Uh, but we all specialize in different types of baking. I bake cookies, he bakes cakes, and he bakes bread. <laughs> right, but it's like, who's going to get the wheat? Like, there's there's such a disconnect here. We can't just all be bakers. Oh, we don't know how to, they're like, oh, we don't know how to get the wheat. We just bake it. We just if you guys it. figure out how to get the wheat, we'll bake it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like if you do a, uh, if you do a heist. You don't get six demolition experts. <laughs> you just to... blow up the bank. You get six Don Cheadles in, o- in the Ocean He series. is rad. I learned he was not actually British once I saw Avengers. Really? Oh, yeah. He's from Denver. No way. Yeah. He grew up in Denver. That is rad. He's like one of our... He went to the same high school as... Uh... Your rival? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. They were kind of our rival, Denver East. He went to the same high school, high school as TJ Miller. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I heard he's kind of an asshole. Oh, he is. He was. Uh, he was. He was out here in Chicago doing comedy. Yeah, yeah, improv. yeah. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. Um, but communes. Uh, what were we talking about right before that? Yeah. <laughs> we went on kind of a little string there. What is it? Yeah. Oh, day camps. Day camps. Oh. I went to a day camp. Yeah. What was uh, that? Called. You know what? There was actually always a part of me when I was growing up that kind of. Now I think about this too, where I'm like, I know rich suburb kids go to like. When they go to summer camp, it's like, oh, they're at summer camp, like, for three months. You know what I'm talking about? Did you ever do that? It's two weeks. You get two oh, weeks okay. sessions. I mean, th- there were some. So when I worked at that no, summer No, but there's camp- some that are like, this is summer camp. You're here from, like, a, a month and a half. A lot of times you go for a session. The stuff you hear about are those those rich kids, and I do know of them. That's what I'm talking about. They, they, they go to the same camp. So this camp I worked at, there would be kids like this, yeah. and their parents would just drop them off for the whole summer. And each session was two weeks long, but the kids would stay for the whole summer because their their parents would just pay for it, and they'd go. So they like like we knew. Wait, them so as... there were kids that when you show up, it's like, oh, we've been here for like a month already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they, like like these kids. Yeah, and usually a lot of times they were like older kids who okay. were like, I just want to spend my summer at the summer camp. Like I, I mean, I went I went to Boy Scout camp, and there weren't really people like that because that sounds awful. Okay. Um. Yeah, I went as a kid. I was going to talk about. As a kid, I went to a place called Franky Day Camp, or I don't, I don't know, and I'm too scared to ask anymore. It's either Froggy Day Camp or Franky, but Franky's not really a <laughs> Frankie, word. Franky Fron- sounds absurd. Franky's not really. Well, it was Fort Wayne, Indiana, so half the people don't have their teeth, so it's like you're muttering words out the holes in your lips. Hey, hey, Fort Wayne's a great place. All right, lots of high interest loan places. Is there really? <laughs> yeah. Is that real? I had a friend tell me about how there's there's a lot of high interest loan places there, like brick and mortar. Yeah, they're like, still doing that. Yeah, like, you have to like, walk into a. I have to wait. You mean I have to walk into a store to get a high interest loan? That's right. I want to be preyed on on the internet. No, 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 no. This time, you know, if you want that jet ski, you have to walk in and earn it. <laughs> I like that, man. That's some old school mentality. Well, I feel like with high interest loans, you're buying stupid stuff with a high interest loan. Like you never get a high interest loan to like. Oh, I'm gonna put down a down payment on a, on a new car. No, you get a high interest loan when you're getting like a jet ski or like a boat. I don't know when is the best time to get a high interest <laughs> loan. Probably never. I don't think there's any good time because they're predatory. You know what? That would be a funny ad. Now is a better time than ever to get a high right. interest loan. <laughs> It's like, well, I better listen to them. The, they're like, the dollars are going to bottom out anyway. They're, they're going to be hand in dollars. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's going to be so much inflation. That's, I'm not saying these things. That's the advertisement. <laughs> That's like, now it's a better time than ever to just get a high interest loan. Hey, there's going to be so much inflation from the way the government's doling it out to the corporations. Yeah. That's like when, uh, that's like in that doomsday prepper shit we were watching where they, 
like pay a premium for gold because they think cash isn't gonna be worth oh. anything. So that guy who runs the pawn shop just loves every Tuesday when these morons come in. Well, and give it, them like, it, it, what was so funny about that was when they bought all the gold, like the guys that were like buying like the doomsday preppers, yeah, they bought yeah. all the gold and they like looked at the camera like smugly like, yeah, they're like this idiot, this dumbass. And, and then the guy who got the cash from them for like a lot of cash, like an unreasonable amount of cash for how much gold they got. He's looking at the camera smugly. He's like these fucking morons. Like everyone thinks they're gaming everyone else. It is. It is and, and to be honest, it was probably the pawn shop owner that came out on top. Okay, well, here's my question. When it comes to gold, who says gold? Like, what? Okay, if there's an apocalypse and you're like, I need some sort of financial, who cares about gold? Yeah. Why is gold necessary? For jewelry, I promise you the last thing you're thinking about is a necklace. Exactly. Well, it's, when the apocalypse happens, the number one thing that's going to be like, it's probably going to go back to a bartering system, to be honest. I do like how casually we talk about the apocalypse. I feel like we've, you know, welcomed it and prepared in yeah. a certain way. If we're in the wasteland. Right. It's probably going to be oil, water. Oil is going to be big. Oil is going to be big. I've watched Mad Max. I love that movie. Oh. It's fast-paced, nonstop action. Oh, yeah. What is it? Clean water, which is also another big commodity. Yep. And, and like, then something like weird, like shaving cream, or, or so, you know what I mean? Something where it's like, oh, like there's weird scarcities out there, like toilet paper, probably toilet paper. batteries, dude, batteries. Oh, batteries will probably be huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm stocking up, <laughs> and all types too. You never, you know, what I mean, I have like six car batteries, and they're, and they're not in packages. You open it up, yeah. and it's just a bunch of loose batteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, do you know how I told you not to open that door? Do you know how long it took me to put all those batteries inside? <laughs> yeah. It's like a cheaper by the dozen bit where they put all the dirty laundry in a cupboard and then the guests come over and they open the cupboard and it's like way too much dirty laundry yeah, for like, the cupboard. They're like, wait, don't open that. And they're like, oh, and then a bunch of like dirty shirts. And it like makes them fly backwards and they get knocked out on the thing and they wake up because the family St. Bernard is licking their cheek. And the St. Bernard has a bra on its head because it's goofy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> You know, exactly. Like, I feel like that was a very big. You don't see those types of scenes in. I feel like it was very much in our childhood that you had ex closet explosions and dogs with bras. Oh yeah, dog bras. <laughs> Goofy. Like uh, those were the classic goofs, the classic yeah. gaffes. Like cheer by the. There was a lot of funny movies about la large families. Oh yeah, and uh, and then it, they made it a real thing in those Duggars, huh? Oh. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. That's why it no longer became funny because then it became too real. Yeah. Started watching those that that Duggar family, the Octomom. Yo, I'll say this: I did watch a little bit of Johnny Kate Plus Eight growing up. Yeah. You ever watch that? Uh, no. I. It was. It was television. <laughs> it, it was something. It was produced. Yeah. There was one episode they went to Red Robin. <laughs> Good for them. Dude, go. Definitely <laughs> them paid. That was a paid advertisement by Red Robin. God. Yeah, I, I'd have to say so. I don't think the family's first choice was like, we want to... Not to say anything bad. I mean, eat what you eat. But I've been to like one Red Robin in Kansas. And it was uh, it was an adequate restaurant. It's a fine restaurant. <laughs> it's better than Ruby Tuesdays. Uh, okay, I've never been to Ruby Tuesdays. Have you ever been to Bob Evans? I have been I to like Bob Evans. I feel like Bob Evans is like big in Indiana and Ohio. Oh, I, yeah. There, there was one in Oxford, Ohio. Really? Where I went to college... Where I attended university uh, and school. learned. Yeah, okay, cool. As I, dude, I, you know, I know that you have. Uh, <laughs> I degree. went to school. All right. Yeah. 
But yeah, there was a Bob Evans in that town, and that was the first time I'd ever been to Bob Evans. And it's like it's all like it's like barn themed, which I think is so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like farm. And it's themed. like it's like hash browns, like your standard breakfast fare and stuff, right? It's like the after church crowd would go to Bob Evans. Yeah, or like Cracker Barrel. I'll say this: I love, I love breakfast. Period. I'll eat breakfast. I I love just a normal breakfast, like hash browns, over easy eggs, and everything. We used to go to Perkins and. Uh, um, some other one other like that. I love those places. Perkins. Perkins is the off brand. Because they always have cake. And, I mean, pie. Or like they have. Oh, yeah. They always did. Yeah, I bet you like per- Perkins was Irish themed, wasn't it? Is it? Yeah. I didn't go much. Perkins was Irish themed. It was like the it was like the, the, the lesser known Bennigans. I went to a different one, right? Oh, oh, something in. Family Inn or some shit. It's going to kill me. What right? is it? Uh, Village Inn. Village Inn. Yes, Michael. Village Inn yes. had all the pies. Yes. yes, that's what I'm talking about. They have so many pies. There was a Village Inn in the middle of Denver. Yeah. And it looked so out of place. Because, you Dude. know, Village Inn, Village Inn doesn't belong in like a like an urban Wait, It was setting. like in a metropolitan area. Yeah, it was surrounded by big buildings. Yeah, and like, yeah. Like there's like a DSW across the street. From that it. is so weird to me. I'm trying to think of an example in Chicago. You know what it's kind of like is Hard Rock Cafe. That Hard Rock Cafe, just in the middle of that. Hey, that Hard Rock Cafe belongs only because it had the uh, it had the Rainforest Cafe right oh, next to dude. it. Oh, dude, I love I. So we were talking earlier. It's like we missed out. We should have gone to Rainforest Cafe. And we had a chance because it's just. I mean, it's just such a bizarre way to eat a meal. Oh yeah, <laughs> but because um, it's like there's like thunder cracking and you're uh, sitting with a fake gorilla next to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's like and you they put animal noises. I, uh, it's like the most stress inducing way to eat. Like it's like <laughs> carnally, like, uh, our, our most carnal selves, right. That still have those instincts of like, right. We still like get scared when we see, babies see snakes and they get scared. You know, it's like those things to be sitting there eating a meal and having animals screeching in the background, like it puts you on edge. Oh Cause my- you like, I need to go somewhere else to eat. So I'm safe. Imagine if you brought someone like, like, the, like you brought like a wild boy, like someone like George, the jungle or Tarzan. <laughs> Wild boy, <laughs> like like a feral man, like wild dogs. Yeah, <laughs> you get six wild dogs. You get you know, wild dogs. You get Tim Allen and that Tom movie Sad. made me sick to my stomach. <laughs> I hate that movie. Well, it's Tim Allen, and it, all those Tim Allen family comedies were uh, raunchy, like Shaggy Dog. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but like like you brought one of those wild boys and you brought him to a rainforest cafe. Yeah, they would be so stressed oh, out, dude. 100%. Like more than we are because they they're not only that they're. Uh, their senses have been fine tuned. That to seems like a anything. It seems like a uh, like SNL cut for time sketch. It's like Tarzan eating at a rainforest cafe. <laughs> it's like Chris Kattan. It's one of those ones from the nineties. Yes, too. yes, it is Chris Kattan. It is Chris Kattan. <laughs> it's Chris Kattan's playing Tarzan. He's like, oh, 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 and they're like Tarzan, calm down. He's like, oh, and there's like a fake gorilla, and he's like trying to like I don't know, hump the gorilla because it's because it's the nineties. It's a raunchy sketch. Yeah. Um. But we are going to go – I want to get to this because we are going to go to uh, – we're going to wear suits to Hard Rock Cafe. And then we're going to get the Hard Rock shirts and put them on over our suits. <laughs> and, well, the real – now that we're on restaurants, New York pizza style. We have to apologize to our listeners. We walked right by it going somewhere else to eat. And we tried to go – well, we were like, oh, my God, we're in the area. Let's go to New York pizza style. Family owned Family operated by family owned. It's the pizza place that we referenced where it's just the most indescript pizza place in a city of like notorious pizza where it's just it's this black awning that says New York pizza style. And then underneath it, it says operated by colon colon 
family owned. Family owned. <laughs> like they're filling out a tax form. And uh we um we walked by it and it was empty. But there were like chairs and tables and there was like one row of sprite. And uh <laughs> we walked by it and it's empty and we were like damn, I like I guess we were right. It did close because this place is a non-operational. Their branding is off. Uh, and then we looked down and there were two phone numbers that you could call, but there were two different phone numbers. It was odd. It was like, they had, you know, like you can call a restaurant and there's a, the restaurant's phone number. They had two of them. They had two of them all next to each next other. Next to each the, other. It was like two. It was like a, like a classic, like a riddle. It was almost like a riddle. Yes. And there was like, like, what is it? Uh, Morpheus is holding out the pills for you. Yeah. And it's like, choose Call the, the red one two or the 610. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it sounds like they are going to be back and they're going to be open this weekend. So we will go to New York pizza style next time. And uh, honest to God, the idea that they don't or that they are uh, they're like restaurants can be open and functional. But the fact that they're like, ah, we're just chill. We'll do another couple of weeks makes me think they're in good financial position because <laughs> they're just chill. They're not like Jones and open. They're just on vacation. They are. They're just they're having a good time. Good. <laughs> Come on down to Deals McNeil's News Car Bonanza. We got all sorts of cars. Hyundais, Chevys, Fords, all with deals. Low credit, no credit, you're approved. Our agreements aren't the only thing that is high interest. So is your wife. When you bring home your brand new used Hyundai Sonata from Deals McNeil's. Satisfaction? You betcha. Steering wheels? You got it. People's brains living in the cars? No, sir. Our salesmen can guarantee no Herbie the Lovebug, no Optimus Prime, no Bumblebee, no Maximum Overdrive scenarios. All are dead. No souls, all deals. Deals McNeil's. Fuck you, cars too. This week... We are surviving a situation where autonomous vehicles are trying to kill us. It's it's hard to explain. That is so convoluted. That's the longest <laughs> intro I've ever done. This that is, is convoluted. I don't even know how we're going to title this yet. It's probably gonna surviving autonomous cars. Killer car. I think killer cars. Uh, I would say imagine we're in the universe Pixar's cars. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, we're in Pixar's cars, but they, I don't, so they never really let us know if robot, if the car's brains are like brains as we know them or if it's like some sort of you you know what they don't really get into the existential ideas of where these cars came from of what to how this car world exists right like are these human brains that have been implanted in cars or was there a microchip and who programmed the microchip there's questions that need to be answered but it's if lightning mcqueen wanted to run us over in the street yeah got pissed off at us <laughs> And they can talk, apparently, right? Let's start them talk. So we're chilling out, we're just going, ka-chow! ka-chow! <laughs> we wake up in our room, like, we wake up, we're like, what? And there's a car sitting in our room. <laughs> no, you're in a car bed. <laughs> I'm in a car bed. And it's trying to drive you out the door, but it keeps getting jammed up because it's a bed and it's a door frame. <laughs> but, so, it's similar to Maximum Overdrive, which Maximum Overdrive is a 
cocaine-fueled fever dream by uh, Stephen, Stephen King. King where cars... I, d I think it's one of those things where it's like a solar flare again, where a solar flare and it turns the cars into... Uh, uh, thinkers they can think now and they can come after you and one, one, one of them turns into a goblin right it has it's like a semi-truck like uh semi-truck you might be familiar with like optimus prime like yes yeah. <laughs> trying to explain a semi-truck <laughs> but uh but it's a semi-truck with like uh the green goblin from spider-man's face on it and it's i think that one was only a movie too i think you specifically wrote that I mean, how do you use words to describe a green face on a semi-truck? green without making people laugh. Yeah. Well, because he had another one, Carrie, which is where a girl dies and then... Like, from a solar flare. Yeah, from a solar <laughs> flare or from an ancient... Wait, Carrie dies? No, no, not not, not Carrie. Sorry. Uh, what is it? It's, it's the one where a girl dies and possesses a car. It's not. Oh, Karen. it's like it's a girl's name. I think you're right. I yeah. think it is a girl's name. But it, but it, but it is a girl's name. And she... <laughs> whoa, what was that? You sounded just like the Looney Tunes pig. That's what you just sounded. Oh, or a car auctioneer. This this night. I think so. So wait. Are all these cars? Are all the cars after? I think all cars are after. That is a frightening. We gotta get out of here. I walk along this street all the time, and I'm like, it is wall to wall car. Yeah, this is Chicago. There's just not even enough parking. It's so full of cars. The only place that would be more dangerous is if we were in L.A. That would be the only place. L.A. Because these things, they everyone's speeding in a bad drive. And are these cars only after us? Well, I think the question is, are these cars after us with the people still behind the wheel? We're getting run down by a car, like a Chevy, whatever, and uh, it's us running, and we look back, and it's a car coming after us, but the person in the front seat going like, whoa, whoa, no, what the, I'm not, what the going, hell's going on? He's trying to press the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> because then th there's an implication that these cars still, like, it'd be different if the rest of humanity was wiped out, and we're the last two left trying to run away from these cars, but now there's implications of, like, Oh, people own these cars, and people like think of all if they come after us. Think of the logistics of getting everyone their car back yeah. after it's all said and done. <laughs> these cars, and the, the fact of the matter is, these cars are only pissed off at us. Yeah, they, they don't only care. want to kill us. They're like, oh, what the fuck are these guys doing? Hey, we got a couple of bozos over here, yeah. and, and like, like they turn as they see us, and like, wait, like, like almost like the like they, right, <laughs> like they're 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 um. The windshields go, and they're like, uh, they have the blinkers on their uh, headlights and stuff, and it's like they have these physical humanistic traits. Yeah. <laughs> I well, get... I'll say this, and I know people are thinking like, oh, well, just go into a tree, or maybe if these cars are coming after you, you could just go into like a twelve-story building. It's like, dude, you don't get it. They are on a mission, and they don't care if they live or die. They are. They these are cars. Destroying will just drive into the lobby of these buildings and take out whatever barrier they can. If you have, think about this. If you drive 100,000 cars into the Sears Tower, it will fall down. Oh, yeah. 100,000 cars. This is going to be a World War Z type moment where yes. the cars are going to be climbing up on top of each other, making a mountain, yes. like, a, like a car ladder, so the next one can get to us. And then it, like, zooms out in the, like, all the cars together have made a big car made of lots of little cars. You know what I mean? Like, this monster that's just driving through cities. So they don't, they don't have no, one, cars don't believe in heaven, so they don't care if they die. 
Cars are firm atheists. Cars, cars are firm atheists. Um, but uh, I guess that's more nihilist. Like they're cars are nihilists. They don't care if they die. Yeah. Um, and so there's no stopping, like millions of cars. I, oh my god. Should we just get on a boat? Yeah, we have to. <laughs> that would be our one. We'd have to keep moving. You have to keep moving. Because... I do like the idea that boats are after us. <laughs> well, then it's hard because there's no refuge. Because um, then we're not we're not safe. Like, like well, I... that would be a great uh, intro into the third act. Would be we get on a tugboat and we start going, and then the tugboat's eyes, like cartoon Mickey Mouse, like. <laughs> Um, Steamboat like Steam Willie <laughs> eyes look at us, whoop, and then the the boat starts trying to kill us with its uh, it's flinging anchors, it's high it's, it's high interest jet skis on the back, it's flinging its anchor up at us trying to whack us. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, god, that would be fright. I, I also, I, I just, I do love the idea that these cars are only cut like they have a death sentence out for us. Yes, <laughs> they only care about killing. They us. are like we we made some wizard ang some steampunk wizard angry have you ever crashed your car uh no well i what'd you drive in high school uh i drove a honda pilot no way yeah i called it the babe mobile uh oh my god i used to i it had a it had a uh the dvd player in the back yeah and it had a dvd player in the back yeah like like one of those kids did you ever like drive out into a field with your girlfriend and watch a movie yeah lord of the rings oh Really? Yeah. It's a long movie. <laughs> to be in a car? Yeah. And That's you know a long... I'd watch maybe like an episode of television. And you know what? I watched all of it. And she kept begging me to take her home. She goes, can you please take me I home? I hate this movie. And I was like, listen, Gollum has something to say here. <laughs> you don't, no, you don't understand. Gollum wants the ring. He wants it bad. He it's... cares so much about this ring. Okay. And you got to see what happens next. I don't care. I, I want you to see the full... Lord of the Rings experience, and it's only watched best in a Honda Pilot. That's right. <laughs> Zoom out, Honda Pilot. You know, you know what I think we have to do. I think in this world, since all the automation, although like all the cars are after us, we yeah. got to start trading like animals to be on our side and get like get killed by cars. Well, like we got or. Train them to be mechanics to dismantle the cars. <laughs> Train them to be mechanics to dismantle the cars. We hire, we get a bunch of bears, and we trade them to be mechanics. <laughs> we're sitting here to get like a bunch of like grizzlies and black bears. Because the alternative is you just want them to run in front of cars, which is selfish and fucked up. Yeah. So I'd prefer if we train them to be mechanics. Because then after all said and done, they have a trade skill that they can use to like if the world's just populated by cars, us, then you need animal mechanics yeah, to keep the cars going. We're gonna get Bosco Brown Bear. <laughs> we're gonna train him a bunch like we're training a circus. How long do you think it would take uh take you to train a, a bear to change a car's oil? Oh, this is so long. <laughs> Well, I think it would is, take you like 50 years. I think all you need is one, and then that bear can Teaches train the, the other bears. <laughs> all right. I, uh, yeah. And that's uh, that's the way we fight against these cars. We train a bunch of animals to be mechanics. Yes, I like, and I, I don't even think a bear would be the most practical mechanic. 
I think rats would be good mechanics. Yeah, but I don't want any rat. Rats carry the plague. I don't want any of that. Yeah. Like, like, like a That's what we're worried about is the plague coming back. Well, I just, I think a with bear. With these cars <laughs> are running us down the road. <laughs> with these co- You're worried about biological weapons. Yeah. When really it's the man-made ones. Yeah. Should, it's There's mis- something in there that's. It's Deep. Mitsubishi. It's BMW. Fine German engineering. That's going to kill us. You're nervous of the enemy you can't see. Yeah. I'm nervous of the enemy on the road. <laughs> Porsche. Porsche. Audi. Lexus. Fiat. Fiat. The Italian. <laughs> the Ferraris aren't really doing much. They're sitting there eating pasta. Oh, like the cars are eating pasta? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Now, Michael, we were setting up a real reality. Now we have to reckon with the idea that we've just introduced cars that have a taste for human food. (laughs) And then that raises the question, like, what's the digestive deal? What is a a car that likes pasta is a heavy burden for me to wear? (laughs) A car that you don't want. Well, I'm just saying, I think these cars, because you know what? They grew up like the Italian cars grew up in Italy. How do they eat it? They, they just it. run into a bowl and slurp it off the ground? Yeah. If we're talking about like like cars, like a Lightning McQueen type car, yeah. I think they slowly start evolving mouths in their front, and then they start eating pasta. But like... <laughs> oh my god. The implications. And the German cars are always trying to march into Poland. and <laughs> <laughs> So I do like the idea that uh, in the absence of humanity, uh, that... That makes you think, too. In the absence of humanity, the cars take over the previously, like, the human fight. History repeats itself. It's like, well, who's going to do it if there's no humans left? It's like, we got to have these cars do it. (laughs) They play through the entire human history again. (laughs) Well, then that really makes you think, Michael, if if we did it, then cars did it. Who's not to say that dinosaurs did it before us? That's true. There was a dinosaur George Bush. There was a dinosaur Patrick Murphy. (laughs) There was a dinosaur 9-11. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. There was a dinosaur World War One where they're sending velociraptors out of the trenches. They're militarized velociraptors. Militarized velociraptors. Hey, you be careful saying that on the air. The producers over at Jurassic Park will do anything. They will, and they will make that. They will steal our idea. And World War One. It's like, and you're like, it starts out very like, oh, it's dinosaur times. Like, okay, this is beautiful. And it slowly as the events unfold, you're like. Is this like a World War One thing? Are they doing like a World War One here? That's with these dinosaurs. They're starting to use chlorine gas. That looks like chlorine gas that they put in a like an emptied out dinosaur egg. Are these? Are they doing a World War One? I? I think Jurassic Park is doing a World War One, and it's that? like a full like two and a half hour movie, like this epic that like then like toward like the hour forty five minute mark. A dinosaur has a gun and like gets more and more like World War One to the point where we're like, motherfuckers, they did it. They're doing a dinosaur World War One. That dinosaur looks a lot, leader dinosaur looks a lot like a Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. these tiny and it's like, dude. And then you pan over it and it's literally like Woodrow. It's not a dinosaur mouth. It's like Woodrow Wilson is a human on a dinosaur <laughs> body, a dinosaur bro. Body. Yes. <laughs> Oh. That's funny. And history repeats itself. It was the dinosaurs first, and then, then humans, us. and then cars. And, and then go- will then cars are going to be it. doing repeating these. And yeah, these cars are going to be eating spaghetti. There's going to be a car Mussolini who's going to be sitting there like, oh, eating pasta, eating pasta. He started out as a reporter, and then after cars, 
Uh, maybe. <laughs> he did. Mussolini did. He started out as a reporter. And then after Cars, uh, it's like a Waterworld type of situation with boats. Boats destroy all the boats cars. Boats destroy all the cars. So now we have – it's going to be the same thing except it's going to be well, like Waterworld. <laughs> okay. Tell me about this. Would you rather be – so Waterworld or Mad Max? Would you rather be in a land of water or a land of no water? Think about the chafing. You'll chafe a lot. In both worlds, you would. It's a dry heat in Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big Mad one. Max is dry heat. Well, yeah, well, yeah. All Water World is is Mad Max with uh, what's this? Kevin Costner on yes. water <laughs> and more cigarettes and gills and people have gills. No. Oh yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Have you? Never I've seen never seen one. No, no. Kevin no. Costner has gills in it. <laughs> Shut yeah, up. Oh, that. it's like. They've been on Waterworld for... Then why, why is Waterworld a bunch of rafts? Why can't he just live in the ocean? Well, because he's the only one with gills. Wait, he's the first guy with gills? Yeah, he evolved That's how gills. that... No way. Yeah. And is it kind of about him as a fish? Uh, you don't find out he has gills till later in the movie. That's the best part, though, is that he has gills. <laughs> they hold that information from you. The movie should just be that this guy has gills, and what does he do about it? He has gills. He's trying to figure out his place in the world. That's it. You have – the story is right – sometimes these Hollywood people, Michael, I don't get it because it's right there. Kevin Costner's got gills, and then you throw me for a loop, and I have to understand a world where it's like an apocalyptic, everyone lives on a raft. Kevin. The movie's right there. Kevin Costner has guilt. He should be building a baseball diamond out of seaweed. Yes. <laughs> I It blows me away that they miss the forest for the trees with these people. I'd watch Kevin Costner swimming around, breathing water for an hour and a half. And you can take my money and I'll buy popcorn and a Sprite. Well, that's probably exactly why Waterworld was a big failure. Because it wasn't just about the gills. No, it was about... Think about that, Michael. Think about telling someone there's a movie where Kevin Costner has gills, but gills aren't really a big part of it. No, it's just a <laughs> fun little weird. plot plot point that they throw in. Do the other people get jealous of him? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like is it like, drama? damn, I wish I had gills, or do they make fun of him like, you're a freak? I think it's more like, oh my god, this guy has gills. Like, that's why he can survive. That's why every time we push him in the water, he can survive for so long. <laughs> I... So so the uh, I just like the idea that the conflict in the first hour of the movie is just that they think he can hold his breath a long time. <laughs> wow, he's been down there for a while. That's what he's some like Harry Houdini magician. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the prestige. What is it? Like, yes, dude. It's a <laughs> see. I mean, come on, give me a billion dollars to make a movie. Yeah. I swear to God, all you, it's a prestige situation. But Kevin Costner, say it with me. Has gills. It's Kevin Costner's the main character. <laughs> yeah. The people will come and see him on stage, like, look at the amazing man who can hold his breath underwater like, for Kevin an hour. Is that Kevin Costner? Is and, that Kevin Costner up there? That's Kevin Costner. It's like how... set in a reality where Kevin Costner is a well-known actor already. Yeah. Say, say, Blanche, look at look at Kevin Costner. Except they all speak like they're in turn of the century. Right. <laughs> yeah. Say, Blanche, that's Kevin Costner. He was in Field of Dreams. <laughs> That, look how long oh, he can that hold, Kevin Costner? Look how long he can hold his breath underwater. And then the twist at the end is that he, he has, has gills. gills. It's like this whole period epic, like uh, the magic movie. Like the prestige. Like the prestige. But at the end, it's just, oh, he has gills. <laughs> he has gills. That's how he does it. I, and it's not even a, like, there's, 
watch this prestige because I don't want to spoil it because I actually just watched it this year. So I know it's an old movie, but it's dope. But I mean, the twist at the end of the prestige is real, real. Like it could happen. Yeah. But then the idea that uses magical realism where it's like, oh, he just had gills the whole time. It's like, that's such a dosex machina or like, you know what I mean? Where it's God's intervention has just, the, that solves the plot of the movie. Like they, I'm using that correct, right? Dose yeah. Ex- okay, cool. Like they play it realistically. Yeah. They play it completely totally realistically straight. the entire time. And it's like Kevin Costner, the amazing magician and actor, Kevin Costner. Look at him do his look at him hold his breath underwater. And people are like, how does he do it? This and that. People are trying to figure it out. And at the end, instead of it being some like sneaky, like smart thing, he just has gills. He just has gills. And everyone's like, Oh, that's how he did it. No one's like, What in the <laughs> This man has he's a fish man? No one's like that. It's all just like, oh, okay. That's how he did it. I guess. So are we are we gonna grow gills? Is that how we're gonna get away from? We have to, like Harry Potter. Well, we already trained our bear mechanics, and oh, I forgot about the bear mechanics. The bear mechanics, who huge paws, gonna be very clever. At a certain, they're super helpful, but at a certain point, it's like I don't need a bear mechanic anymore. You know what I mean? They're kind of following you around. I feel like you gotta leave those guys. Uh, oh, you're like I got no more cars. I got to no repair. more cars to repair. They just become like obsessed with repairing vehicles. They're like, oh, and I'm like, ah, dude, I. I'm serious. I have nothing. Like, there's nothing else. Oh, like, that's not my car. It's not my car. And like, they won't repair anyone else's car. Right. You're like, oh, and you're like, no, that's not my car. Oh. I do like the. I would like to have a one friend car that drives us around. They're like they're trying Bumblebee. to hide us. It's just Bumblebee. It's Bumblebee. <laughs> And they're trying to hide us like uh yeah like 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 the great escape with, with steve mcqueen with steve mcqueen like we escaped from the prison camp yeah we escaped from the pow camp and now we're on the run through the french countryside and this this one car is trying to hide oh us. oh my god you know back. what it is dude people still exist but they've all been imprisoned by cars because cars think that that's how they get license plates is from prison and so they put everyone in prison just to keep making license plates because they have some that's like some sort of uh, interconnected relationship. They think they once cars became sentient. Oh, dude, here's what it is. OK, here's the metaphor. Cars become sentient, right? Yeah. They see a license plate on their It's like a bib. They think, oh, that's like this is me. This is my name. That's my reality. This is my identity. They see that license plates are made in jails. I don't think they are anymore, but it's like this. But okay, here's what you do: you set it adjacent to Shawshank Redemption. It's like a shared universe, which is also Stephen King. <laughs> it is. Holy shit! It is. That's it. It is the sh- it's the shared maximum overdrive universe. Yes. So cars think that those license plates are their name, and so they become very important, like a symbol of identity, and so they need people to just crank out and make license plates to because they're given sa- they're given birth to, to new cars because they keep fucking and giving birth to new cars and uh so we're the only people who it's like escape from new york yeah yeah i, I don't like we were never really imprisoned it just kind of oh happened. i don't know i'm not in prison no no we, we were never in prison never we again just, we, we like went away to like newfoundland for a vacation and then and we that's came, way up there and, then and, we'll, the, and you know what's funny about newfoundland they don't have cars a lot of boats lots There's of boats. boats no cars and then we come back we come back via train yeah and when we get back we're like What's going on here? There's only cars. <laughs> Wait, do we come back via a uh, bullet train? Bullet Steve McQueen? <laughs> <laughs> Where we love Steve McQueen. If you can, if we could bring Steve McQueen in this, it, it, 
Uh, Let's get him our, on. If any of our listeners know Steve McQueen, can you get him in? Or where his bones are buried. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a podcast live from Steve McQueen's grave. We'll, we'll, it, we'll, we'll get a Frosty the Snowman hat. We'll put it on Steve McQueen and we'll get oh, him in the audience. And he'll just immediately get on a motorcycle and start revving. Revving. <laughs> And we'll and we'll get one of our bear mechanics to tune it up for him. Yeah, so he's yeah. good to go. And then he rides off with the bear in a sidecar, and it's yeah. like, "Well, that's Steve. What do we expect to only do the coolest goddamn thing we can imagine?" <laughs> Steve McQueen with a bear mechanic the in a sidecar. King of cool, baby. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's Steve McQueen's bones with a, with Frosty's top hat driving around a bear mechanic <laughs> in the sidecar. What is he a bear mechanic like wearing the mechanic shirt that says like Lou on it? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, but he's he's wearing like the sidecar goggles. Yes, <laughs> like the small round goggles. And and uh, yeah, and a scarf. <laughs> Yeah, it's a white scarf. It's like motherfucker Steve. Like we're like we know what to do. Steve McQueen will help us, and we like go and like get him and ready. And he's just like boys, and then he walks over and st- starts his motorcycle. And we're like, God damn, he's so God <laughs> damn. This is how we end the movie with cars chasing us. We come back. The cars are chasing us. We train a bear mechanic. We we do this. We develop gills for some reason. Like, we're, we're tossing every single plot point. It's we like can. this is like what is going on? <laughs> and at the end, we're like, well, we're gonna bring back Steve McQueen. So we bring back Steve McQueen, and the, the last one of the movie is going, boys, and him get boys. Come on, come on, Lou. And the, the bear goes, Ugh. yep, yep. And he hops in the motorcycle, gives us like a two fingered salute. And then drives into the distance. And, and we, we lo- say, motherfucker, Steve. And then a Chevy Impala comes and runs us over. <laughs> I didn't want it to end dark. Oh, you don't want us to die? I uh, know. I, I think it'd be to- funny if we die. I wanted him to ride up into the distance and go, cool. And like, high five. Cool. Freeze frame. Yeah. And then that's the power of love by who Huey Lewis in the news. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't need money. <laughs> don't need time. <laughs> because then it opens up the franchise for, uh, you cast Steve McQueen's real bones. <laughs> and you get, uh. Uh, a real bear. You get a real bear, and it's about them. They're, they're a CGI bear, but I don't know if the bones would be able to act against just a CGI. And we get one of those, like, spaghetti western wandering, like, what is it, wandering hero tropes, except it's Steve McQueen and a uh, his bear. His bones. His, like, <laughs> Wuthering bones. Steve McQueen's <laughs> skeleton of Steve McQueen and his bear mechanic companion yeah. going from town to town. And it's it's very campy and, like, it has every comedic trope of, like, a skeleton in it where, like, Steve McQueen, oh, Steve McQueen's bones, like, play the xylophone oh, on his a ribs. Dog, a dog took his femur. A dog took his femur and they spent, like, 20 minutes of the plot just, like, figuring out the femur. And he, he has, like, gun showdowns. He has, like, the, the, yes. the gun showdowns with the with the cars. <laughs> the cars except the cars don't have guns. It just drives at him real quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Sim just shooting, like, three shots into the car and nothing happens. The car just drives into his bones. And then the bears, like a mechanic, starts putting him back together. <laughs> starts repairing him. Yeah. But since he's a skeleton, he can't really die. Yes. And he's immortal. He goes, and then a, and then a little girl comes out and is like, thank you, Steve McQueen. <laughs> thank you, skeleton, 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 Steve McQueen. Skeletor Steve McQueen. <laughs> thank you, skeleton. His eyes are like green and flame. He's like, you're welcome, little girl. <laughs> you're welcome, little girl. As a, he speaks like Skeletor with the dumbest. Oh, with the high voice. Yeah. You're welcome, yeah. little girl. Thank you, little girl. <laughs> I love it. That's a franchise. That is a franchise. It starts out with us, and then it just goes into a franchise of a wandering... Starring Steve McQueen's bones. Steve Mc... And, and Bobo the Bear. <laughs> Bobo the Bear. Ooh. <laughs> it's like Tim Allen. Well, it's, it's, it's <laughs> Tim Allen, like, in a shaggy dog thing where they put his face yeah. on the bear. 
who? Did they do that in Shaggy Dog? Yeah, they put his face on the dog, and it was haunting uncomfortable i gotta watch that again i feel like tim allen was the king of uncomfortable movies no you don't and may that be the lesson for today's podcast yeah, i do no need to watch any more tim allen movies. oh no yeah i don't like wild hogs yeah th- just... i think that movie sucks and i think it's a bad use of of film the only tim allen the movie... idea that that was shot on film the only tim allen movie anyone should be watching is toy story which is really a tom hanks movie What's with, Tim Allen in that? Is he the kid? He's Buzz Lightyear. He's not the kid. He's not Andy. Tim Allen, as I know it, is Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. Hmm. I see that movie differently now. He's a raunchy guy. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to Survival Guide. We'll have another one out next week, so check it out. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Our Twitter is at Survival Guide Pod, and our Instagram is Survival Guide Podcast. Super fun. 